0: All right, everyone. Welcome back. We got another episode of the Wacky World of Energy a little bit late, but Rare Petro's very own Anthony McDaniels is battling through the sickness, getting you that content you deserve. How you feeling, Anthony?
1: Well, I felt better. There's enough tree pollen in the air to suffocate an elephant.
0: <laughs> keeping you down. Well, it's not keeping you down. We we only delayed this recording a little bit, but we really wanted to get this out because we've got well, the world is wacky. These stories are insane. I can't believe what I'm reading from all around. But what should we start off with? We've got a lot to touch on.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Well, why don't we start off with the one that we were talking about before we started recording. Sounds good to me. Why don't you tee that up, Tavis? What, What the European Commission sent out guidelines about the April 21st? What is that?
0: Well, as we've been saying for weeks, Russia really wants to, well have their goods paid for in rubles and at first everyone said no we can't do that we won't be doing that but as more and more time passes it looks like that's exactly what's going to happen and the EU is scrambling to find some way to I don't know stop this from happening but they really can't so they're making these weird loopholes and agreements and it's it's a whole mess but at the end of the day Russia's going to get what it wants
1: Yet the European Commission sends out guidance to its member states on April 21st, 2022, admitting that it, quote, appears possible, unquote, for European buyers of Russian gas to pay according to the terms of Moscow's decree on ruble conversion without violating international sanctions. What? Wait a minute. What? oh man you know we gotta really hold the line here you know we're sanctioning russia you know yeah and russia says well you didn't have the cojones to cut off buying our gas so we'll do it for you here you go <laughs> you gotta pay us in rubles isn't that ruble stronger now than before the ukraine
0: i did invasion? just look it up and about the time the ukraine invasion kicked off it was about 0.129 rubles to dollars now it's point zero one three five, so it is ah. stronger than it has been yeah. for,
1: Come it's on. about where it was in December.
0: And going Come
1: up. on, give me a better a demand for rubles, it's not <laughs> rocket surgery. Mm-hmm. Well gee, I wonder where that came from.
0: Yeah, like we've said, Russia's got the goods, rest of Europe needs it.
1: So basically, there's a bunch of brain damage in this article about (laughs) EU companies can ask their Russian counterparts to fulfill their contractual obligations in the same manner as before the adoption of the decree, i.e., by depositing the due amount in euros or dollars. (laughs) It goes on. The degree, I'm glad we're doing long form now more tabs because oh, yeah. this is like, <laughs> yes, you got to wade through this muck. It's a
0: lot of I mean, this, is, this
1: is what the European Commission is saying. Okay, this is, this is their vomit. I mean, I'm, I just, oh my God. The decree does not preclude a payment process which is in line with the e restrictive measures. However, the procedure for derog- derogations derogations from the requirements of the decree is not clear yet. The decree introduces a new payment procedure. Again, this is Moscow's decree, whereby the deposition of euros or dollars on the supplier's account is no longer considered as fulfillment of the contractual obligations. Instead, euros or dollars received by EU companies Need to be converted into rubles under moscow's decree and eu companies are only deemed to have fulfilled their contractual obligations once the conversion process has been successfully completed and the payment has been made in rubles okay so this continues as the conversion process may take an undefined amount of time During which time the foreign currency is entirely in the hands of Russian authorities, including the Central Bank, it may be considered as a loan granted by EU companies.
0: What kind of mental gymnastics is this? (laughs)
1: Likewise, they do not prohibit opening an account with Gazprom Bank. Such engagement or account, however, should not lead to the violation of other prohibitions. Wow. It's like they're trying to say, look, we can still have these sanctions, but there might be a way actually to satisfy Russia and not violate our sanctions. I mean, come on. Man. stop either you're going to pay for their stuff or you're not mm. and if they're saying that's how they want to pay for it, don't come out and say well we can actually do what they want without what breaking the line that we're all united against this ukraine invasion this we're punishing first of all this whole thing in rubles came from moscow it did not this whole and why because russia was getting paid in euros and dollars mainly euros over there but not able to access said euros in the account because of the banking freezes. So essentially, it was like, hey, we'll release these to you once you stop being bad. And they're like, well, you know what? How about this? How about you just pay me in my currency and I'll continue to send you your stuff? You know, and we have our first shutoffs happening right now
0: as mm-hmm. of, I think, today, correct? I think it might have even been yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. It was Poland and somebody else, but it's it's done. There's no more energy supplies. Prices jumped a good Bulgaria.
1: 5%. Bo- Poland and Bulgaria.
0: Bulgaria, so that's we who have it uh,
1: We have an article here from Yahoo Finance dated today of our recording, Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. It says four European gas buyers have already paid for supplies in rubles according to Gazprom, basically. Even if other buyers reject the Kremlin's terms, more cutoffs after the halt in gas flows to Poland and Bulgaria Wednesday aren't likely until the second half of May when next payments are due. So basically what happened this week is Poland and Bulgaria had their gas flows cut off because they weren't paying in rubles and they don't expect any other cutoffs until next month because of payments made ahead of time. Apparently, you can't find which four countries, I can't find the list anywhere. I'm looking the mm-hmm. internet, you've looked on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's according to Gazprom sources, not anybody else. Um, I mean, I don't know who those four countries are, and it's possible that they're just saying that that's happening, but Given the nature of Europe's dependence on Russian gas, it probably is true that at least a couple of countries have who knows who they are yet. I guess that'll come out over time. And then on top of this, we do see that 10 European companies have already opened accounts at Gazprom Bank. Again, the point of that is so that you can exchange in rubles Mm -hmm. or exchange for rubles. So anyway, it begins the shut off <laughs> of the EU's gas supply. And
0: I'll be sure to throw up the chart that they have in that article, too. But Poland and Bulgaria consume, it looks like, shy of 10 billion cubic meters of gas for half one of 2021. So I don't know. Maybe it's France next. Maybe it's Austria. Because they I can mean, only make so many examples until people give in, right?
1: Yeah. We have this. Um, there's actually an article from Al Jazeera. Uh, Today, as well as a recording, April 27th, um, uh, saying that uh, the EU um, or the European Commission president warned companies not to bend to Russian demands. (laughs) The same date, it comes out that 10 companies have set up Gazprom
0: accounts. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. Gazprom turned off the taps to Poland and Bulgaria on Wednesday, April 27th in dramatic escalation of the standoff between Russia and Ukraine's European allies. Moscow was making good on its threat to cut supplies if payments weren't made in local currency, i.e. rubles. And attention now turns to how Germany and Italy, the biggest European buyers of Russian gas will respond. You know, Europe is trying to maintain a united front But according to a person close to Gazprom, some European companies are taking steps that would allow them to comply. Companies with such contracts should not accede to Russian demands. EU unity may now be tested. Ah, Well, you can talk about unity all you want, but when I look at this freaking map, y'all need their gas.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing that unites uh, them. Russian gas. (laughs) I mean it's it's ridiculous like you said we were talking about this earlier the eu warns companies not to buy russian gas and rubles i believe you said or what what is really the the opportunity cost here either they don't and there's energy scarcity and everything falls apart or give in to russian demands buy the energy we need and just let them do what yeah, they want with ukraine it seems like the two options
1: yeah it's just the biggest rat's nest out there i mean they are over there saying, and we've talked about this in our previous episodes, making a big old deal about how they're going to be united and they're going to punish Russia economically and this and that. Russia is still selling their oil. And they're selling it to other countries at a discount that don't really care about paying for it in rubles. India and China, for example. They're probably funneling plenty of oil through Iran. I mean, I don't know that, but oh, come on. You don't have to be it's genius.
0: probably a safe assumption.
1: And. You know, this whole freaking time, all I'm seeing is that they're going to talk, 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 talk. We're going to punish Russia, blah, blah, blah. And the Russian ruble is stronger than before this invasion. I mean, really, it seems to me as a game of chicken on the currency front. And again, I just, I fail... I just can't bring myself to believe that this whole cutoff from Western currencies wasn't calculated for before this whole thing started.
0: Oh yeah. This was no drop of a hat invasion. I mean, they've been setting this up for months. I'm sure.
1: At least. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then you've got the European union trying to say that. I see another article come out that by 2027, they'll be totally free of Russian gas. Congratulations, they'll just build three more pipelines to frickin' China. Mm-hmm. You think they care?
0: They don't. No. There's always going to be it, a customer.
1: Yeah, when their energy prices continue to skyrocket and we just can't physically ship enough LNG tankers across the Atlantic to keep their economies running the way they're used to, they will still probably ultimately buy some renegotiated Russian energy I mean either that or from the Middle East but I mean who knows whatever you get from the Middle East where did it come from yeah
0: I don't remember if we talked about it last week I'll throw up the article real quick but I think companies like Shell are blending 49.99 percent Russian oil into anything else and then calling it a Baltic blend Yeah, It's going I mean, to find it, its way to market.
1: It, look, the free market's going to try and figure this stuff out. Look, if we were in this ample glut of energy in the world right now, we wouldn't be seeing all these gymnastics, if you will, to try mm-hmm. and, well, we don't really have to violate our sanctions, and we can still do what Moscow's decree said. Oh, you know we'll let the Iranian crude come on so long as Moscow gets to broker the freaking deal mm-hmm. and not have Western sanctions affect their ability to trade with Iran. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? Tell India they got to stop buying Russian energy.
0: Yeah. What wag your finger. There's nothing to back any of this up I mean, with. It's outside just, it's just... Of we are the world. We are the children. Stop. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, I hate to say it, but this just continues to turn into more of a freaking soap opera. Mm -mm. You know, they're still in Ukraine. Here we are. Here we are. I mean, two and a half months now? Something
0: like that? It's been a minute. I was out in California when this started.
1: It's been over two months. End of the Olympics. Yeah. So, you know, I just... (laughs) I mean where do you go from here right like so which countries and which companies are going to be buying in Russian well, the short version is some of them will right yep and there is going to be a splintering of the European Union now they can say that they're all united but when it comes down to it man when the rubber meets the road mm-hmm. and plants have to keep operating houses have to keep getting their electricity i mean
0: who do you think will be the first to pay in rubles i mean looking at this chart again it looks like germany is of course the biggest customer 30 billion cubic meters in half a year alone i would not be surprised if they if they did it but at this point you're right it's kind of a game of chicken and also who's going to come out first who's going to get crucified is italy going to say we need this energy and then the whole world paints them evil just bad pr which i don't know bite the bullet and get through it yeah a decision's not been made
1: i mean it's some serious geopolitical stuff going on i mean we have this is some epic level stuff and you know i just i don't see I don't s I mean they can't replace their gas. It's as simple as that. I mean, they just can't. Mm. Not overnight. If no. they gave them five to scenario. ten years, maybe, yeah. right? But then, you know, you've got to have you've got to have people in the West that actually support energy extraction. You know, and we have an article come out, you know, we have news come out. Just this week that the Biden administration slashes slashes millions of acres eligible for oil drilling in Alaska.
0: Which seems counterintuitive given current events, but here we are.
1: You know, and then we have things coming out on like oilprice.com, right? Here's an article, April 26th. Here's the title. Even $100 oil isn't tempting energy-focused private equity fund. (laughs) I mean, despite the highest prices in nearly eight years, investors in the secondary market haven't yet shown an increased appetite for buying interests in energy-focused private equity funds. ESG concerns and the volatile nature of energy prices, especially in the past two years, have had secondary firms hold off on buying oil and gas assets despite tight global energy market. For the time being, $100 oil is not convincing fund secondaries to purchase oil and gas fund portfolios also because some of the secondary's investors or limited partners are pension and other funds now focused on ditching fossil fuel investments and investing in the energy transition worthy assets and funds blah
0: <laughs> i was reading a story similar to this and i i had a a bit of a theory if you will so these large companies especially these private ones equity backed they're maintaining discipline they're saying please pay down debt don't produce more Is this going to allow an opportunity for small and mid-cap companies to maybe get that foot in the door and ramp up their production, get a bigger piece of the pie? Yeah, I believe that it will. I think that's probably a positive outcome as far as the rest of this situation goes.
1: It will take time. Mm -hmm. It will benefit few at the expense of many. I mean... We just have to wake up to the reality that we're going to need a lot of hydrocarbons and we're going to use a lot of hydrocarbons for a very, very, very long time. And you're either going to get them yourself or you're going to get them from somewhere else. It's as simple as that. I'm going to say this. If I have to say this every single freaking episode, I will. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, that's as simple as it is. Right? You know, we can think back. You know, I've, I've, I've had people in the industry approach me, and I've seen discussions. Everybody talks about how we need to do more to promote ourselves, about how everything in, in our society is made possible by oil and gas. Well, you know what? Back as late as the 1960s, the United States oil companies, a handful of executives, really set the price of oil on the whole world. Why would they run PR on something that they know everybody was going to use every single day and right. every single thing that they have?
0: It's in Alaska. People are yeah. Use like, it.
1: Why would I waste money to convince people to use what they're already using?
0: Mm-hmm. Why would
1: I do that? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't do that. It's stupid, no. right? The only difference between then and now is that now a lot of the developed world, the Western Hemisphere. Centric, you know, the NATO, the Europe, you know, Mm -hmm. and they have all their green and renewables Oh, Great. Wonderful. Um, Yeah, you're still using those hydrocarbons, except you're buying them from other places. Mm -hmm. Okay. Other places that do not care about your environmental concerns. They do not care about your human rights concerns. They just don't care. They're just going to sell you their oil. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, it came out not that long ago that, oh, maybe some of these anti-fossil fuel protests in Europe over many years going previous to this were funded, at least in part, by Russian energy interests. Oh, gee, big freaking surprise. If that happened, it's no big
0: surprise at all. Mm -hmm. And for those of you listening, I mean, when I first heard this, of course, it's easy to think, well, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. Really, just give it a quick Google. you will find... Lots of information surrounding, well, offshore companies in the Caribbean that are able to take Russian money, give it to groups in the U.S. It's it's a lot of crazy stuff. Please look into it for yourself.
1: It is, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things we do in developed society that has an environmental impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's look at golf courses
0: as one example, oh, man, water. But
1: you know what? I don't import a golf course like the actual golf course from Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. or from Russia. I just make it here. It has to be here. I can't get it from some. I may be able but I got to get the actual golf course is here. Mm -hmm. It's simple, right? So when other people have interest in selling you their stuff, they don't want you to do it for yourself. They can have any influence in that. Look, our job working in this industry is to just talk over this stuff over and over and over and over again. And you know what? Facts are facts. You know, we can sit here, though, and talk about numbers and physics and engineering and economies and all these other facts. Some people are just totally into the whole, no, we need to get off of fossil fuels. You know what? You're using them.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I want to look at those people and say, you're using it right now. So if you so believe that, drop your phone, drop your computer, take off all your freaking clothes and walk home. Mm Mm-hmm. And don't walk on a paved road.
0: Yeah. Stick to the dirt. Uh, You mentioned it before. It's turned into a sort of blind religion. We don't really question anything. We go, oh, well, we trust the experts. But there's always bias. Who's funding what? Who wants what results from what study? It's, It's a little concerning to just sit down and consume without questioning.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we have this right in front of our face to circle back to what's going on in our wacky world right now we have this right in front of our face of all these people trying to stand up for, I guess their morals, you know, what yeah. believe is right. It's you know, a- Hey, you know, Ukraine's freedom is being encroached on. They're being attacked. Hey, you know what? We need to get off of fossil fuels. Cause look at the, look at the, look at the human turmoil that comes from because of the fossil fuels. Look, your modern society demands fossil fuels. And no matter how many wind turbines and solar panels you put up that isn't changing if you want to reduce what percentage of electricity you get purely from fossil fuels yeah you can do that if you want to supplement it yeah you can do that but don't you think for a minute that you can just not use it because it's in freaking everything right? to say that would be a total you'll miss the whole point so if you know that you need to use this then why don't you Make more of it yourself and then simultaneously work on these other agendas. That's fine. I mean, as far as all of the problems we have in the United States, at least we have a far more balanced energy portfolio and non reliance on foreign energy providers.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, we want to sit here and talk about we need oil because we got to punish Russia, but we don't want to develop oil because it's bad for the long term. You know, what's bad for the long term is people being delusional and buying things that aren't real. And it is not real to believe that your energy just comes out of nowhere. (laughs) All right. It is not real. I mean, in all reality, Energy is all around us. We really have no shortage of it, but we create shortages when we create short-sighted policies aimed at long-term goals. And when you can't even tell me what the weather is going to be next week, I have a very hard time believing a complex geo- uh, you know, global climate model saying what the climate is going to be in 100 years. Mm-hmm. There's just way too many inputs. Mm-hmm. This isn't even an argument about climate change. Climate changes. It's an argument about what are you going to do? are you going to just sit there and shake your fist and say no 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 we can't let russia take over Well, why are they taking over because they have all the energy well we got to get off the fossil fuels that's all you've been doing in europe (laughs) is quote getting off of fossil fuels Mm. and you're still using them
0: right despite all those turbines in the north sea and all of these solar panels they're still using a ton of russian energy
1: absolutely and, and I do, I actually think there is a possibility that the average person is gonna to start to realize that there's more to the energy pie than fossil fuels bad, green good. I mean, there's always a trade-off. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do. And right now it's on the world stage. What are we doing? And how long are we gonna to continue to do this? You know, so without much more to go into, I mean, I think we can about wrap it up for this week. Every week's gonna have a slightly different flavor. Um, hopefully, some people write in and tell us what they like or don't like. Um, but honestly, also, I just want to give other people who listen to this a little bit more, you know, pep in what they're saying. Like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't tell me about th- this. Th- no, we're using it. Are you looking at your phone? That's hydrocarbons mm-hmm. in there. Using the internet with electricity, charging anything, you where come on, you have to understand where your life is powered Mm -hmm. and where your stuff comes from before you want to start pointing fingers about who uses what and why it's okay and why it's not. This is the result, in my opinion, largely of multiple decades of short sighted energy policies towards something that at the end of the day. You want to talk to me about what the climate's going to be in 100 years? But right now, we have Russia saying, you either stop now or we might do something real serious. Are they talking about nukes? Because I'll tell you right now, a potential rise in global temperatures over the next 100 years doesn't mean deadly (laughs) s***. If there's a damn nuke get lobbed over there. Uh And that's a fact, too.
0: So if anything comes out of this conflict hopefully people start to i don't know i don't want to say wake up but realize hey there's more to our energy system to our energy portfolio than i thought and maybe we do need hydrocarbons but things might have to get a lot worse before people wake up to that but like anthony said we have plenty of conversations to have with this podcast go ahead comment below this youtube video if you're listening on youtube and watching as well otherwise You can always email us at podcast at rarepetro.com. And we'd love to respond to your questions on another episode. If you'd like to learn anything else, please go to www.rarepetro.com. We've got tons of content backlogged there. And as always, go ahead and frack that follow button. So we see you next week in the wacky world of energy. Thanks for joining us and take care, everybody.
1: Thanks, Dabs.